We bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for each one of you that is connected in. Thank you for loving our Freedom Podcast, Freedom Streams Podcast. Thank you for loving our radio programs. Thank you for loving our platforms and always checking in. Those that are listening us from Apple, Apple, from Spotify, from Google Podcast, from Hear This Art. We have a lot of podcasts where we are. You can locate us, you can find us. And those that are listening us from our application, those that are listening us from our radio and even our website, I know that the Lord is blessing you. And this is Pastor Dennis Matov, all the way from uh, Freedom Experience Ministry, Ampala, Uganda. We are in this wonderful teaching series whereby we are talking about God's attributes. We have seen that God's attributes refers to the things that belong to God. For example, life. And for example, love. And uh, we, are, we have seen so far uh, the first two attributes recently in episode 31. This is our 32nd episode. In case you have not been following us, please get back to the previous episodes. You will be, enjoy. You'll be blessed. You enjoy what you have gone through. Uh, in our in this message, we have been talking about attributes of God, and we saw the first one was the life of God, and uh, we went also to see uh, the second was the love of God, and today we want to continue with the third attribute, and I believe we shall go to the fourth. If time allows, we shall also go to the uh, fifth. I believe. And I trust God. But I believe that we might tackle only on the two of them because of time. I want you to uh, exhaust these minutes by sticking with us and follow and raise. Uh, stay with us throughout the episode. We are talking about the attributes of God. And I told you that God has got the first attribute as love, life. And I told you that these attributes are traits of God. These are things, something that belongs to God. These are things that belong to God. And uh, when, they are, they are, when they are goddies, they become attributes. And I told you, when they become ours, then they become virtues. So, the man, we have virtues. God has attributes. God is love. And it is with God, it is his attribute. And it is with us, it is our virtue. Hallelujah. So, the same applies to other virtues that we have as, as, as humans. Praise God. So, we have been talking about how these, they, uh, the way they come to us. In the previous episodes, you realize that the way these attributes of God become ours is by God is dispensing himself into us. The more God dispenses himself into our lives, and uh, he permeates and saturates us, we begin to share and to partake of what he is and what he has. So, with what he has, we begin to take his life, his love, and his mercy. We begin to, 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 to enjoy these wonderful attributes of God. and They become ours to enjoy. So, we want to talk about the light of God, the light of God being one of the attributes of God. And we call this the divine light. Let me first read for you uh, John chapter 1 verses 1, 2, 3. 
This is John defining and introducing to us this wonderful Jesus. He says that in the beginning was the word and that the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Then he comes to verse 4 and says in him was life and the life was the light of men. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Glory to God. And he says that and the light shines in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. So when the light came into the darkness of fallen man, darkness had to give way. So we have seen that in the foregoing messages, the, is the nature of God's expression. Light is one of the nature. We talked about in the previous episode about light being the nature of God. But it is also an attribute of God. So it is an expressive attribute of God. The way God expresses himself to us is by shining shines as light to us. He expresses his glory in such a way. Hallelujah. Did you read in the book of Revelation chapter 21 and verses uh, 23 Bible says that uh, we shall begin with verses verses uh, 20 21 uh, then we continue. It says and the 12 gates were 12 pearls Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. Twenty-two says that, and I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. They're talking about the New Jerusalem, and the city had no temple. Then they come to verse twenty-three and say, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Now when you see in the New Jerusalem, we see that all the shadows will not come back. Like the sun and the moon. God as the real light will, the one, will be the one shining. And Christ will be the one lightening us. So, we see that God... The way he lightens us is by expressing his glory. When the glory of God is expressed, we see light. Hallelujah. So, and he says that the city has no need of the sun nor of the moon. They should shine in it. The glory of God illumined it, enlightened it. And its lamp is the lamp. When you talk about Christ being the, the lamp, it means that God is the light within this lamp. Now, in the millennium, we see that the light of the sun and the light of the moon will be intensified. Isaiah chapter 30, verses 26. Bible reads in Isaiah 30, 26. Is that moreover the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold 
as the light of the seven days in that day the Lord binds up the breach of his people and heals the, sto- the stroke of their wound. Praise the name Jesus. So we see here there is, this is going to be in the millennium. Isaiah was prophesying the intensification of this uh, uh, the sun and the moon. He said that the sun, the moon will be intensified to shine as the, the sun and the sun will be intensified to give light that, that which is of seven days. Sevenfold light. The moment it comes sevenfold, it becomes God because seven is a number of God's completion. So we see that in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven and the new earth, there will be no need of the sun nor of the moon because when Isaiah prophesies, it shall be intensified sevenfold then that will be God shining and we will not need the moon, we will not need the sun the sun and the moon will be in the new heaven and and the new earth but they will not be needed in the new Jerusalem as a city of God within the city the divine light will shine much more brightly no need for them in other words we will be in the city is enclosed and God is shining. But in the new heaven and the new earth, there is sun and there is moon, but it is not needed in the new, in the, in the new Jerusalem as a city. Praise the name of Jesus. So, we see that the sun and the moon, uh, they are going to be there in the new heaven and the new earth because it is a creation, part of creation. But they are not needed in the new Jerusalem as a city. Why? God, the divine light will shine much more brightly. In the New Jerusalem, the lamb as the lamp will shine with God as the light to illumine the city with the the glory of God, the expression of the divine light. And because such a divine light will illumine the holy city, it will have no need of any other light, whether created by God or made by man. In those days, we don't, we will not have bulbs and torches, not have any other creation of light, because the lighting of God will be enough. Glory to God for that. Now, it will have no need of any other light, whether created by God or by man. There will be no need of natural light. Now, although the sun and the moon will be in the new heaven and the new earth, we shall not have any need for them. Because our dwelling place will be much brighter than either of them. So, man-made light will not be needed there. God himself will be the light in the holy city. Glory to God. And we have seen that in Revelation chapter 21 verse 23. It also says that the lamb, Christ is the lamp. God is the light and Christ... Christ is the lamp. Now, the light needs the light bearer and Christ bears light, God as light. Because the light needs what we call light bearers. This indicates that we should not separate Christ from God or God from Christ. Even when God is shining, Christ is bearing this shining as the lamp. Hallelujah. So, God and Christ are 
one light. You cannot separate them. God is the content of the light and Christ is the light bearer of that light. And this is the expression of this light. As the light is in the lamp, to be its content and to be expressed through the lamp, so God the Father is in the Son, be expressed through the Son. If you have a lamp at your home, the light is within the lamp. You cannot separate them. The moment you separate them, you don't have light. So, the same applies to God and Christ. You cannot separate them. Hallelujah. Now, even when we go to the New Jerusalem, there is a light that shines in us. There is a light that shines in this world. It says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Is the name Jesus. I want to get you some more verses on that, on, on Christ being our light. Remember, they had brought this woman who was caught in adultery, then he judged her rightly and says, neither do I condemn you, and they sent her off and told her that you sin no more. Then it comes to John chapter 8 verses 12, and spake and said unto them, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, all of us who are followers of Christ, we are not supposed to walk in darkness. We shall not. We cannot walk in darkness because we are following the light of the world. It is shining in our path. It is shining in our way. We can't get lost in this world because Christ is our light. Glory to God for that. He says, He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. In other words, darkness cannot be our portion as long as we are following Christ. He has promised we shall have the light of life. He mentions the light of life because light comes from life of God. He says we shall not walk in darkness at all. Remember, the Bible says in the book of John 12 verse 35 that he that walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. But for us, we know where we are going because we walk in the light. Praise Jesus for that. And it says in John chapter 12 verses 46, I, I am come. It says, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believes on me should not abide in darkness. He has come as light to shine and says whosoever believes should not abide in darkness we are seeing people outside there they are doing their business they are busy they are rich they are wealthy they are doing each and everything but greatest percentage they are abiding in darkness they don't know where they are going they think that they are going to be here on earth and enjoy the earth then and it is done they don't see that when the light shines they will be able to see that they need Christ. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So we need this light of life. We need Christ to shine in our darkness. We need him to light our candle. We need this God to enlighten our darkness. Praise the name Jesus. We need him as the scripture says that light is shown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. We need this light daily, daily in our lives. 
because if we don't have the light of God then we are going to be surrounded with the darkness and everything that is of darkness is evil and this is not our portion now we see that they have said that the light is in the lamp just as God is in Christ you cannot express like you cannot separate God God the Father from his son Jesus Christ Bible continues to tell us in Revelation chapter 22 verse 5. It also refers to light as the divine attribute. Bible says that night shall be no more and they are and they have no need of the light of the lamp and the light of the sun for the Lord God shall illumine them. So when you come to we uh, we were first in in um uh, Revelation 21. But when you come to Revelation 22, they are putting more emphasis still on what is going to happen in the new Jerusalem. And if you want to take your time, you can read from the some verses in the beginning whereby they talk about the pure river, then they talk about the, the tree of life, the streets of gold, and uh, the river flowing through, and the trees bearing the fruits each month. Then they say there is, there is not going to be any curse and uh, there's not going to be any uh, like no more tears and they come to verse 5 the bible says and there shall be no light there and there they need no candle no need of night sorry no need of night and no need of candle neither light of the sun for the lord god gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever this is going to be in the new Jerusalem. Now being illumined by the Lord God will be one of the blessing to God is redeemed in eternity. He's going to bless us with himself as light. He's going to shine. He's going to be our light. We don't need any other thing. And there is not going to be night because every night and day God will be shining. So you will not tell night that night has come. Because God is shining. We are going to be living our day. Praise the name of Jesus. So it is so much amazing. So we shall have no need of a lamp. The light, uh, uh, like we shall not have like no need of lamp, no need of any other form of light. Because we will not need even the light made by man, nor the sun, nor the light uh, that is created by God. But God is going to be our light to shine in the new Jerusalem. So God himself will shine upon us and we shall live under his illumination. Now, we see that God himself will be the light and Christ shall be the lamp shining out God to enlighten the entire city. Now, what about today? Because that is something that is in the future. But about now, you have started your day and uh, you need to know where you're going. You need to see clearly. You need to handle matters. And you need God to shine in your light. There is a scripture I want to read for you. Uh, I believe it is in Psalms 36. Let me try to check it for you here. It is in Psalms 36. The Bible says in Psalms 36. Let me quote for you the verses here. Uh, it, it begins by saying verses 8 
Chapter 6 verse 8 we are going to read up to verses uh, maybe 10. He says they shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasure for with you is the fountain of life in thy light shall we see light. See that is verse 9. He says that uh, we are going to be satisfied with the fatness of the house of God which is the church and we shall it's going to make us drink from the rivers of his pleasure. But he says that for with him, with God, with Christ, is the fountain of life. And in his light, we see light. So we need a daily shining of our God. A daily shining of our God in our situation. A daily shining of our God in our business, in our day-to-day life. And this makes the attribute of God, which is light, to be important even moment by moment in our lives. Glory to God for that. So I want us to proceed. We have been seeing that uh, in the new Jerusalem the divine light will be both the inward light and the outward glory for expression. This light will shine in and through the precious stone as a jasper stone signifying the transformed believers i've told you that in the previous in my teaching is that we are going to be these precious stones we are going because the precious stones here they typify the transformed believers that have gone through series of the transforming work of the holy spirit when you read revelation chapter chapter 21 verses 11 the Bible says in verses 11 that having the glory of God and their light was like unto a stone most precious even like a jasper stone clear as crystal. God as the light within the lamp as the lamp will shine through the city. I have showed you that the divine light will be both the inward light and the outward glory for expression. This light will shine in and through the precious stone as a jasper stone signifying the transformed believers. Now, within this city, there will be shining light. And outside the city, the light will express God's glory. So that the entire city will bear the glory of God. The glory of God is God himself shining out of the city the transparent wall of Jasper. You see, the Bible indicates and mentions that the walls of the New Jerusalem city are going to be glass in that you can see the glory that is within shining out. And you come to verses uh, Revelation chapter 21 verse 18, the Bible says that and the building of the walls of it was of Jasper and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. Although the city is pure gold and the walls are jasper, it is clear. It's clear glass that a person can see. Hallelujah. So today the divine light has the divine light as God's expressive attributes attribute is applied to us in our Christian life, even today. And that's why the Bible says in first John chapter one, verses five to seven. We are applying this light on our in our day to day life. And the Bible says in First John chapter 1, verses 5 to 7, it says that 
Then this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. He says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. Do not practice the truth. He says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. Now this verse tells us that God is light and that if we fellowship with him, we should walk in the divine light. This indicates that we can enjoy these expressive attributes of God even in this age today before the new Jerusalem. We will come in the new heavens and the new earth. We will enjoy the fullest to the fullest. But today we are enjoying God as our light that shines in any form of darkness. Darkness shouldn't be our portion. Glory to God. I want to talk about one more attribute today before we finish. And this is what we call the riches of God. God is riches. Another divine attribute of God is the divine riches of God. When we talk about the divine riches of God, these are, it is an aggregate, a cumulative of a particular attribute of God in many respects. When we read Romans chapter 2 verses 4, it speaks of the riches of God's kindness, forbearance, and long-suffering. Here we see that kindness and forbearance and long-suffering are God's attributes, mainly toward the sinners. He is rich in mercy, he is rich in kindness, he is rich in forbearing, he is rich in long-suffering. These are part of his riches. We do not rush to think of the physical riches. We are talking about spiritual riches, divine riches of God. So, we have seen that these are God's attributes mainly toward the sinners in which they are the divine riches. The book of Ephesians also speaks of God's riches and says that God is rich in what? In mercy. Read that one in Ephesians 2 4 that God is rich in mercy. So another riches of God is mercy. God is surpassing riches of grace. It's also mentioned. God is rich in grace. When you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7 and Ephesians 2 7, you will discover that He is rich in grace. In 2 4, He is rich in mercy. In Romans 2 4, He is rich in kindness, rich in forbearance, rich in long suffering. So when you look unto God's riches, these are still His attributes. When they come to us, they become our virtues to enjoy. So, we also see that God is rich in his glory. God is riches of glory. Ephesians chapter 3 verses 16. He is rich in glory. His glory is one of his riches. But when you come to Romans chapter 9 verse 23, Romans 9:23 also speaks of God's riches of glory. He is rich in glory. That means that the divine riches in the divine attributes of mercy, grace, and glory are mainly towards the believers. We the believers, we enjoy the mercy of God, we enjoy the grace of God, and we enjoy the glory of God as his divine attributes, as his divine riches. 
The sinner needs God's kindness, forbearance, long-suffering until he repents. Is the name of Jesus. When we repent, we find grace, we find mercy, we find the glory of God as our uh, enjoyment. So, the riches of God's grace, they surpass every limit. And these are the riches of God himself for our enjoyment today, which will be publicly and will be publicly displayed. We will exhibit them to the whole universe even for eternity. God is still displaying these his riches. He's still displaying and exhibiting his riches until uh, eternity. Praise the name Jesus. So the riches of God's glory are for God's expression. There is no way God expresses to us unless we see his riches. You see his mercy, you see his grace, you see his glory, you see his kindness, his forbearance, his long-suffering. You see, that is how he is expressing to us. Hallelujah. That's how we see his glory expressed to us and his um, expression to us in any uh, way for our own benefit. Praise the name Jesus Christ. So, we have seen that God is expressing in the believers. In the believers, we are God's vessels. Being and God is indwelling in us, is, is indwelt in us, is indwelling us, in, uh, in other words, is indwelling us. And we are fully occupied by Him when we have Christ so that we may express Him. So the way we express God is by being merciful, being gracious, being, you see, you're being forbearing, you're being uh, kind, you are expressing God, the God in you. Let me read some verses before we finish today. Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. Uh, because of time, I may not read. Let me quote for you. Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. You can read even Romans 9, 23. But you can also find Romans eleven thirty three that speaks of the depth of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. So we see that the divine riches in all God's attributes, they are very deep with an untraceable depth just as God's wisdom and knowledge are untraceable. It is because of time that I wish to stop here, but I want you to uh, take your time to listen this wonderful devotions. And the Lord shall bless you. This is Pastor Dennis from Freedom Experience Ministry. God bless you. Bye-bye.